This episode of Meet Me for Coffee is brought to you by Chatter365 at chatter365.com. This amazing app that you need for your phone. Get in touch with your community. Talk to people who speak different languages because it has an auto-translate feature, which means they speak their language, you speak yours. It translates to you in between. There's no running to Google Translate anymore. Download the app right now, wherever you get your apps for your phone. Today, I got Nova Rec star bass player, Kenny Wilkerson here. How's it going, man? Hey, George, how are you, man? I'm, I'm here to meet you for coffee. I actually have my coffee cup going, so. Is it, is it, is it black coffee? I already had a few cu- cups earlier, so I've been up for quite some time, so. No, no, it has to be black coffee, because uh, if I would have put cream or sugar or something in it back in the day, my old man would have smacked me in the head. Yeah, that's the only way to drink coffee. I really believe that. Uh, just from experience, you know, having coffee yeah. cream, it's just, it's like, it's like twisting a towel, you know, it's like your stomach just wrenches out and it's time to run. But uh, actually, have you ever seen Ozzy drink coffee before? Ozzy Osbourne? I, I, I actually have not. He, he pounds it like in one shot. Oh, just the whole thing. Yeah, it was a, he asked for black coffee. He was on this one show, not the Osbournes. It's like the one where Jack and him go on like a trip. Right, right. And he right. stays at some family's house. And and what happened was he's like, yeah, I'll get black coffee. And they give him the coffee. And he just chugged it. It's like, holy shit, man. Like, Well, I think uh, everything Ozzy ever drank, he probably chugged. I think yeah. he has one speed. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, David Lee Roth always said, you know, beer, I learned to chug it. And whiskey, I learned to sip it. So um, you choose the way you want to enjoy it. But I will tell you the, the best possible way to enjoy your beverage. And I guess I started chugging beer. Not like not like a whole bottle one shot, but just take a massive swig. That's how you're supposed to drink it, man. That's how you're supposed to enjoy it. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you live the rock star life with Nova Rex. 35 years, man. Like, how do you keep it together? Oh, it's, uh, well, now, now I take vitamins, I get uh, more sleep, and I stretch. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. Last time I did a gig, well, it wasn't the last time, but a few times ago, I, I didn't do anything. I just jumped on stage and went for it, right? You know, quick a festival type thing. And got up there, and I was in the first song freaking cramping. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, it sucks getting old. Oh, I know. I, and one of my first shows back in quite some time, I don't play in a band anymore, but like you get like the, the carpal tunnel, uh, oh, you, know, yeah. you play bass or it's like your hands cramping up and, uh, oh, man, like, uh, hey, yeah, it's I, a great I have, feeling. I have to warm up now. I have to do my little scales because if not, you could be three songs in it and your fingers are like, eh, ain't working. Is that because of the, the adrenaline you think or? I just, uh, well, the adrenaline's probably from just jumping on stage, but I think it's like anything. You got you to gotta stretch a little bit. I mean, especially the older you get. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. when I was younger, I probably could have. And, and plus, um, back in the day, we were playing a lot more consistent gigs, you know, back to back to back to back to back. So if anything, you want a day off. But now it, it, everything's weekend warrior type stuff. You know, you remember back in the day, we used to go into a bar when we were an early cover band and we'd go in and play, you know, uh, Monday through Sunday this every night and then we go to the next bar and play monday through sunday or whatever uh now it's basically weekends sometimes you'll get the cat uh, casual festival during the week or a bike event or something like that that's so, not bad yeah and i'm not that kind of guy i don't wake up i don't have that regiment regiment where i get up every morning and play guitar for an hour yeah they're, they're coasting you right to the retirement i think that's what it sounds like man so <laughs> what'd you say i'm coasting to retirement <laughs> you're coasting reti- to, to, to retirement <laughs> 
Well, I don't even know. I'm still doing it. I, I tell you yeah. why. Half the reason I kept the band together is, you know, we were talking the other day about because we got all these old stories. And the great ones, I mean, I got great stories just like Motley Crue or ever, but I was like, let's go make some new ones. I'm not yeah. quite there yet to be the old dog on the porch in my rocking chair going, I remember my day. Yeah, I, mean, I was eight, talking eight to Robert Cool from Cool and the Gang right. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he, he was still planning on going out to ha- do more than 100 dates around the world. Like, that guy's a machine. So the longevity for a musician now is unbelievable if you have some traction or if you're on a great tour. I know a lot of tours don't support a lot of uh, – bands that are up and coming you have to pay to play to be on yep. that stage with them yep. um i know a couple of friends that went on a tour of five finger death punch and they had to sell their their merchandise at the same price as five finger death punch you know it's like how does how am i gonna make money people want to come see five finger but i have to sell my merch at the same rate uh that was something that really kind of bothered me because i was like how do you gonna make money it's uh pretty much you gotta have like 30 grand ready to roll and just put a hole in your, in your sock there. So, um, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I, I've done it before too. You know, you want to go out and sell your shirts and then they're selling theirs for 40 and it's, it's, you know, five collars front and back. And it's got, you know, I mean, and you're, you're just an independent band trying to sell your one-sided t-shirt, one collar for 40. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to do it, but I, I play with all those kind of bands too, but usually I'll jump on festivals with them. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have you know, the festival, the festival life's the best because you go, you do your thing, you get to watch some other bands. Um, yeah. For me, I was side stage to Seven Dust one time. That was a pretty cool concert. Great band. Um, and you know what? Like, yeah, it's it's such an awesome opportunity to go meet other bands, see other bands that you have never seen or heard of. You know, uh, Godzilla yeah. is a pretty cool band. Um, you know, and, and bands from all over the world, the great networking opportunities for other bands at festivals, right? Even if you're like one of those little small ones that get little, the, the listing that's like this much of a font, right? You're on, you're on the third side stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing but, the parking lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the parking lot or I'm in yep. the car basically listening, but, but uh, yeah. So you had quite a successful career, 35 years. What, what kind of guitar do you play? Like it's a, sh- it's pretty shiny. It's, it's pretty uh, unique. Well, the, the, the gold one that, I, that I've had for a long time was I had a sponsorship with G&L. Oh, so okay. that's, that's a G&L. And then uh, the new one I got that is the craziest story. A guy reached out to me and says, hey, man, I, I know you play bass. I, I, I make basses I I myself. And I was like, okay, cool. And he says, I'm going to send you one. And I'm like, okay. You know, no strings attached, right? So there's a new company I'm playing now. It's called Dudicus. Dudicus. Where, where are they from? Uh, they're out of like New Jersey. Um, it's like their handmade bases. You you have to check it out. They're monsters, dude. They're really really nice. I I, I still favor the Gene L because it's my baby, and I've not had a lot of babies over the year. I had I had uh, early on in the eighties. My first endorsement was Ibanez when they first came out back in like eighty seven, eighty eight, and uh, that guitar I had for a long time. I had a bunch of them, but as musicians go, you end up selling them off to eat one week or whatever. I don't need five Ibanezes. But the last one I had is in um, is in my hometown museum up in Indiana. They got it on a glass display, and I let them have it. It's all I used to beat it up and stuff. It's total rock and roll. Then I got the G N L in '99, and then I just got the Dudicus last year. 
That's really cool. I, I play Fender exclusively. So like, um, although there's been a couple other ones that pique my interest. Like there's one company called Dingwall. I think they're out of Canada here and right. they've got, they got fan frets where it's like, everything's kind of, all the frets are on a bit of an angle, but it, it fits with the way you actually are supposed oh. to play. Right. Uh, you know, and then there's a DFX and I, I play with a dark glass pedal. Uh, they're a company out of Finland that, you know, it's a preamp or distortion. Now they have a head instead of a, a pedal. So it's pretty cool. Um, right. Everybody has their own unique sound. Um, but there was a project that you, you embarked on. Uh, is it rocking, uh, rocking recipes for autism? And you created yeah. a book. You're an author of that book. Yeah, that looks pretty good, man. Like I'm looking at it right here beside me on a digital copy. Like you sent me and uh, all these artists, like there, there's one, there's one uh, Frankie Benali right now is not doing too well he's the drummer of uh quiet riot um <laughs> that's something i have to say i met him i play with him a few times i opened up the show for his band great guy i hope that he recovers fully i know 100%. Now, now is a horrible time to go through all this too right great guy man solid drummer and uh it, it, i have a cool story uh, i was playing at the rock pile in toronto i know where it's at yeah and and i was in there uh watching them do a sound check and this guy comes in with like a stack of records and what happened was Frankie Bonelli actually played on all those records like uh Billy Idol Mone Mone uh there's there was a uh, just a stack of records yeah. that he, he played on and I really didn't know that much about Frankie and I got to to meet him and and he he loved my anthrax shirt that I had on man like uh you know the what's it called? I forget what the Anthrax uh, record is, but it's the one where the guy's getting punched in from the back of the head or something like that. Right, right. Um, and yeah, he, yeah, he was a great guy, uh, an amazing musician, just a solid drummer, man. I can't even believe how, how how much of a solid drummer you don't find too many of those anymore. Um, but yeah, like his yeah, at, at damn near seventy, by the way. Yeah, and it's very hard to sustain being a drummer at yeah. that age. Right. Well, I guess his, the music he's playing is not too physical, but if you're Lars Ulrich or something, you're, you're bound to miss a beat and that's okay. I know, I know a lot of people give him a lot of slack, but anyway, back to Frankie, his, his recipe, pumpkin ravioli with gorgonzola sauce, the Francesco, uh, I, I don't know what's up with people in pumpkin, man. Like, I, I, you know, <laughs> I tell you what, I, I don't mind a pumpkin pie once a year on Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I have not tried that one yet. I haven't made that commitment on the on the pumpkin. But a lot of these guys are cooks and chefs and a lot of them own restaurants. If you re, if you go back, you'll see where Ron Ron Keel had this affair winning chili that he had it in a fair or something. Uh, you know, I, I'm good friends with uh, Phil Sasson, well, good enough. And, and Phil uh, owned restaurants. I mean, you know, then uh, Mark Gus from Trickster, same thing, owned restaurants. So uh, a lot of these guys... Uh, like I said, my, my last one that I got in the book was uh, we played a year ago this week, I think, at uh, Rockin' the Rivers uh, Festival. And uh, we opened up for Don Dockin and Zach Wilde. That was the order. And we're eating dinner with Don, and Don's like, I cook. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I got room for Don Dockin. Give me something, you know? So we turned yeah. it around like three days, and he – but it's amazing how a lot of these guys – and plus, um, almost everybody has that one good meal that they can cook. I mean, every guy should learn one meal just to get laid, right? I mean, let's be real. Very so, true. Something for somebody, right? So, uh, and a lot of passed down stuff. I know Joey Allen did his mama's uh, Mama Mia sauce, and uh, 
he contacted me as soon as it came out. He wanted like 20 books to send to his family. He was awful proud of it, you know. Oh, yeah. And all this goes to a good cause as well, right? Oh, it goes to a great cause. What happened was, again, I, I had a radio show a couple of years ago, and I used to just do a Sunday night radio show interviewing guys like Jack Russell or Bill Everty, and somebody gave me a recipe. They were in New Orleans, and I just came from there. So when I got the recipe, it kind of became a thing. So then I started collecting a few not that I'm a cook. I, I just know how to eat, you know, but I started collecting them. And then I met this charity called We Rock for Autism out of South Florida. I've seen them at festivals a lot. A lot of people knew him. A lot of the, the bands around him kind of was involved with them. And uh, I, after I, he explained to me his situation, why he started the organization and the money that they do is for obviously awareness and for music therapy, which is completely in our wheelhouse. So then I had some recipes. I had the charity, I buckled down on it, had to raise a lot of money, which I only, you know, got part of it, but I ended up making the thing happen. And uh, so there you go, in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, absolutely. And, and now is a great time to learn how to cook too, because uh, mm-hmm. things are getting a bit more expensive to go out. I, I noticed that groceries have gone through the roof, but it doesn't mean you can't go out and try and make it, make it make pumpkin gorgonzola or the black bean burger that's made by uh, Ricky Rocket from Poison. Like, how'd you get that guy? Well, you know, I will say there's 57 rockers in it. Uh, I personally knew 54 of them. So, uh, but Ricky wasn't one of my connections. Ricky was a friend of a friend, one of those. But so, but majority of them I knew, you know, just over the years, played on the road, obviously had the radio station. I've interviewed a couple of guys. So it just, I I didn't call any managers, uh, any lawyers, any, any, any record labels, because that's just a bunch of, hoo-ha at that point and i just asked who wanted to be involved in it well i mean like even steve lukather from toto has a pretty interesting one he uh he likes to serve up a snicker bar and he just what is it he he just likes to go buy one pretty much that's pretty cool run buy a snicker candy bar open the wrapper take a bite of a bite out of autism yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, well, what happened with Steve is Steve uh, just said, look, Kenny, I am not a cook on any level, but uh, I have a young son that's got autism. I totally support the organization. And with Steve's humor, that's how Steve is. Yeah, like, exactly. Buy a candy bar. But yeah, but uh, other than that, it's pretty legit. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, are they just a bunch of, uh, you know, like I got chipped from Enough's Enough. And everybody's like, is, is there weed in it? Is it a weed cookie? Is it a weed cup? No, I'm like, no, these are legitimate cooking food. <laughs> you know, he's doing chicken nuggets of some kind. So, well, a lot of these rockers, they, they probably eat like garbage on the road now. Well, you know, I, I think what it is for me is most of these rockers, you know, you think back in the eighties were probably doing drugs and running around and being crazy. And, and now, you know, older, you know, they have families and they, you know, they make pancakes for their kids and uh, uh, they're artistic enough. So a lot of them kind of have that in them to cook. Yeah, I was talking with Stephen Perkins from uh, Jane's Addiction, and he said that, you know, now it's more about being a dad and playing yeah. music, and that's it. You can only have the the two things going on, right? Um, it's pretty cool, though. Like, I mean, knowing how to cook is good. It gets you laid. I, we exactly. Always say, my, my, fr- my friends and I would say, you know, every time, you know, if you get make her a lobster, you're getting laid for sure. Um, right. Although it's easy to make, obviously you just boil it for a couple of seconds. It goes red and it's like, okay, well let's take it out. Hopefully she doesn't puke. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, like you're right. Like these musicians, they went through it all. Uh, Ray, Ray Mayorga is in there as well. He's a drummer for Stone Stone Sour. Sour and now hell yeah. Right. Um, a pretty good, uh, 
replacement for Vinnie Paul, though he'll never amount to being anywhere close to it. But he's such a good drummer. He's such a has a good recipe in here. Uh, there's a lot of more musicians. There's a guy from uh, Dawkins, uh, Doug Allridge from uh, White Snake as well. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is volume one, right? Yeah, what happened was I went in with 80 recipes thinking that I was going to need 126. I mean, I didn't really know what I was doing. It's the first time I'd done a book, but because it was 126 pages and I thought it'd be one recipe per page. And then to come to find out, they just, they split it up. Yeah. So I had, I had to cut a bunch of guys back. So that's why I called it volume one. Plus I've talked to a lot of guys. You don't think I'm going to ask Rudy Sarzo if I can get him in next time. You know what I mean? So there's a few people that have met along the ways too. But uh, we have to do, go through this one first. And it was, like I said, the hardest thing I've ever done, the most expensive thing I've ever done, but the most rewarding thing. And uh, it's just a matter of just getting it out there. It's something that's never been done before, especially for a charity. And like I said, right now, uh, the way that things are, you know, it's the last five, six months, you haven't been able to see any of these rockers. And who knows when it, you're going to be able to. I, I have a feeling it's going to be the rest of this year. Um, at least you can see what they cook for a good cause. So for me, it was a three-parter. You know, if you happen to like what, uh, you happen to be a Poison fan and you want to know what Ricky Rocket cooks, you buy the book. If you happen to just be a cook, like you, like my girl comes from a restaurant and she um, has the Martha Stewart books and the Rachel Ray books, you know what I mean? They, they stay around forever. They don't expire. So for that, and if you just know, happen to know somebody and you want to support autism, there you go. It's for a good cause, even though you might want to go out and see the, the recipe for, you know, Kenny Wilkerson, man. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, there's other ones that explore there. The, the Frankie Bonali one, maybe, maybe I'm turning my nose at it right now, but I, I may try it. I may try it. I may not like it. I may put my own spin on it. You know, right. so like, well, you know, the other thing is too, is I know you're in, up in Toronto area. There's, I have a, a, enough Canadians in the book as well. I got guys from Helix. I've got uh, Mitch Malloy that's with Great White yeah. now. Almost uh, a singer of Van Halen. Did you know that? I believe me. It, it, he'll tell you about it if you don't know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I do, I do remember the story. I, I was talking to Kenny Aronoff and I told him that story and like he was holding his head and they like, are you, are you serious? Like, and then he went on to tell me another story about, uh, it was like, Bruce Springsteen or John Mellencamp or some the exact same situation, you know, right, uh, right. hiring somebody and then all of a sudden they don't hear nothing from them. So like if you're listening right now, which you probably are, cause it's an awesome podcast. Uh, Mitch Malloy was originally uh, tagged to replace David Lee Roth and, and Sammy Hagar, wasn't he? And then, and then, and then after, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember if it was before Sammy or after Sammy. Honestly. Yeah, so but he, he got hired. He was told he had the job. He flew down. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, whatever, and then, then he heard nothing. And then all of a sudden, Van Halen shows up at the award show with David Lee Roth. And it's like, what right. the hell, right? And that was right. the end of it. But he's but, such a good singer. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously a great front guy and has some of the best hair in rock and roll, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. But he, uh, he um, I just seen him not too long ago. I did a festival up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, again, about a year ago. And they were, it was uh, them, who was it? It was Great White and Jackal. That was the two headliners Wicked. there. Yeah, but uh, nice guy. Uh, but I did, I think I did see that documentary on that, on him. You know, didn't he have like a little 20 minute YouTube doc on it? Or yeah. Like he wrote something up on it. So I, I knew the story, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh <laughs> You think you get your big break, and then all of a sudden, it's just 
it's gone, right? Well, that would be that would have been my dream back in the day. You know, David Geffen walk out to you and said, I'm gonna make you the next Van Halen, and then he freaking dies in a car wreck the next day. That would be my kind of love. Yeah, exactly, man. It must be so frustrating. I'd I'd love to have him on the show just to talk to him about this stuff, right? Um, but yeah, let, how do people get this book in their hands? I know is it on Amazon or well, you know, I haven't done the Amazon yet. It's still brand new. I'm still about eight weeks into it, so all that will happen. Um, I like I said, I'm new with the book right now. And then what I'll do is I'll get it to Amazon probably soon, and within the next couple of weeks, I just have to work it out. And then I'll probably do an e-reader as well, you know. But the, right now, see, I thought I'd be out doing festivals, even with my band or without my band selling the cookbook, you know, and going around doing a little media run and all that. And obviously all that stopped. Yeah. So I'm just kind of winging it from my house. Now at this point, I got 4,000 books in my garage, but um, you can get them at rocking without a G rocking recipes for autism.com. If you go there, there's a few interviews there. It gives a list of a lot of the people that are in it. It's got some flip pages, like you said, with Roy, Frankie and uh, Ricky. Um, and it says there's a, why I did the book, when I did the book, how I did the book. It's, it, everything should be pretty much there. So rocking recipes for autism.com. And it's all for a good cause. Go check out rockinrecipesforautism.com uh, uh, to order your book uh, today. It's, uh, it has Ray Mayorga, has guys from Poison, uh, some friends, Daryl Gray from Helix as well. It has you, as, you too. You know, so. no, no, the thing I like about Daryl, Daryl was funny because uh, I reached out to Daryl and Daryl actually gave me like the old school thing with ramen noodles and tuna fish and the whole thing. And I thought that was classic. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love that he did that because somebody needed to, you know what I mean? Well, Helix is pretty legendary, even though they never amounted to what they were supposed to be. Uh, they were touring with, uh, with Kiss, uh, I believe Skid Row as well too. Right. So, well, you know what? I mean, you know exactly what happens to that. It's because they're in Canada. It's a Canadian thing. It's hard to get across that line and get that extra love sometimes. You know, to me, I remember you could go back in the day and see Honeymoon Suite sell an arena out and come down to come down to Florida and see him in a bar. You know what I mean? It's just that kind of weird thing. And it goes the other way too, but yeah. Oh, we have Pop Evil come to Canada and they, they play to a room of 100 people. Right. And that's a great band. Great. I mean, they're not really a new band at this point. Yeah. yeah great, great band. So, yeah, I see that. But you also have stuff I interviewed. Uh, we do an indie spotlight on my show. and We did a band called Crownlands. And I just seen on Rolling Stone last week that got signed by Canadian Universal, which seemed like a pretty big deal, I thought. Yeah, they're, they're very good. I've been following over quite some time. Um, just to, just got, a lot, got a lot of good talent up there. Canada has great talent, really nice people and the best strip clubs on the planet. Oh, especially in Niagara Falls and Montreal. and I'm telling you, man, that's all I remember about Canada. Yeah. That, that and you had to pay for each cup of coffee. You yeah. know, you had, it's per coffee. In, in, in the States, you just pay a buck and you just fill it up until you're done. Really? In Canada, don't you have to pay like a, you know, $1.50, you get a cup. You want another cup, it's a $1.50. Yeah, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So little things like that. Everything's named after hockey players. Yeah, well, hockey hockey rules, man. I was talking to Kim Coates, uh, the guy from Sons of Anarchy, the other day, and we were talking hockey for like half the interview, right? So, right, uh, you know, hockey hockey rules, man. Like it's a uh, it's a sport that has its own identity, right? That the, the yep. players can walk around like here and anywhere and not be noticed unless you actually know who they are, right? So, right. but uh, all, that, has, all that gear they wear. 
Yeah, exactly, man. And there's a guy he played till he was like 50 something, right? Gordy Howe. I don't know if you, if you know who that guy is, but right. I've heard uh, of him. Yeah. yeah. Big, big legend. But anyway, man, yep. thanks a lot for coming on the show. Let's tell them your website one more time and tell them uh, how to get the book. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick on the band, just Novarax. You can go check us out on social media. But as far as the book, it's Rockin', without a G, Rockin' Recipes for Autism.com. Just like that. And you can go there. The book is $29.99. It's, a, it's almost a two-pound book. Um, it's, it's a full glossy, like you said. Uh, let me just pull one photo up here. Uh, let me get one good one. There's, uh, well, here's Steve Lukather, for instance. Twisted sister. There's Steve Lukather. He's a stud. So, oh, yeah. And what's really nice, too, about the book is you're going to get little inside stories that I think, I think the, the publisher of the book did really well. But, like, even with Roy, it'll say something like, when Roy was a kid, he started off paying, playing on pots and pans in his mom's kitchen, and now he cooks, like, you know. So it's always little cute little bios in them and uh, little, little tidbits about it. Not too much, but enough to get you excited about the book. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, Kenny. It's Kenny Wilkerson from Nova Rex and now Rockin' Recipes for Autism for a great cause. Check it out, rockinrecipesforautism.com. Drill that into your head because after this show, you got to go pick up that book and get into the kitchen because it's kind of like cooking with the rock star yourself because you're reading his words and, uh, well, listening to him. So yeah. check it out. Uh, like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Uh, thanks a lot. It's Meet Me for Coffee. We'll do it again next time, man. Peace, brother. Appreciate it.